Section 20 of Grey's Anatomy, Part 4. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information, or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by Morgan Scorpion. Anatomy of the Human Body, Part 4, by Henry Grey. Composition and Connections of Cranial Nerves, Part 2. The cochlear nerve arises from bipolar cells in the spiral ganglion of the cochlea. The peripheral fibres end in the organ of corti. The central fibres bifurcate as they enter the cochlear nucleus. The short ascending branches end in the ventral portion of the nucleus. The longer descending branches terminate in the dorsal portion of the nucleus. From the dorsal portion of the cochlear nucleus axons arise which pass across the dorsal aspect of the inferior peduncle and the floor of the fourth ventricle the strii medullaris, to the median sulcus. Here they dip into the substance of the pons, cross the median plane, and join the lateral lemniscus. Some of the fibres terminate in the superior olivary nucleus. The fibres of the stria medullaris are not always visible on the floor of the rhomboid fossa. From the ventral portion of the cochlear nucleus, axons pass into the trapezoid body. Here some of them end in the superior olivary nucleus of the same size. Others cross the midline and end in the superior olivary nucleus of the opposite side, or pass by these nuclei, giving off collaterals to them, and join the lateral lemniscus. Other fibres either terminate in, or give off collaterals to the nucleus of the trapezoid body of the same or the opposite side. Other fibres from the ventral portion of the cochlear nucleus pass dorsal to the inferior peduncle and then dip into the substance of the pons to join the trapezoid body or the superior olivary nucleus of the same side. From the superior olivary nucleus of the same and opposite sides, axons join in the lateral lemniscus. Collaterals and probably terminals also pass from the lateral lemniscus to other nuclei in its path and receive in turn axons from these nuclei. These are the accessory nucleus, the medial preolivary nucleus, the lateral preolivary or semilunar nucleus, and the nucleus of the lateral lemniscus. The trapezoid body consists of horizontal fibres in the ventral part of the formatio reticularis of the lower part of the pons, behind its deep transverse fibres and the pyramid bundles. The axons come from the dorsal and ventral portions of the cochlear nucleus. After crossing the raphe, where they decussate with those from the opposite side, they turn upward to form the lateral lemniscus. Fibres from the strii medullaris contribute to the trapezoid body. In addition, it sends terminals or collaterals to, and receive axons from, the superior olivary nucleus, the nucleus of the trapezoid body, the lateral preolivary or semilunar nucleus, and the mesial preolivary nucleus. The cochlear nucleus, the terminal nucleus for the nerve of hearing is usually described as consisting of a larger dorsal nucleus on the dorsal and lateral aspect of the inferior peduncle, forming a prominent projection, the acoustic tubercle, and a ventral or accessory cochlear nucleus more ventral to the inferior peduncle. The two nuclei are continuous and are merely portions of one large nucleus. The axons from cells of the spiral ganglion of the cochlear nerve on reaching the nucleus divide into ascending and descending branches which enter the ventral and dorsal nuclei respectively. 
axons from the large fusiform cells of the dorsal nucleus pass partly by way of the stria medullaris to the trapezoid body and lateral lemniscus and the nuclei associated with the former and partly transversely beneath the inferior peduncle and spinal tract of the trigeminal to the trapezoid body axons from the ventral cochlear nucleus pass partly by the stria medullaris but for the most part horizontally to the trapezoid body the superior olivary nucleus is a small mass of grey matter situated on the dorsal surface of the lateral part of the trapezoid body. Some of its axons pass backward to the adjacent nucleus. This bundle is known as the peduncle of the superior olivary nucleus. Other fibres from the nucleus join the posterior longitudinal bundle and terminate in the nuclei of the trochlear and oculomotor nerves. The majority of axons after giving off collaterals to the nuclei itself, join the lateral lemniscus of the same side. Other axons pass in the trapezoid body toward the ventral portion of the cochlear nucleus. The nucleus of the trapezoid body lies between the root fibers of the adjacent nerve and the superior olivary nucleus. Its cells lie among the fibers of the trapezoid body. In it terminate fibres and collaterals of the trapezoid body, which come from the cochlear nucleus of the opposite and probably the same side, and from the opposite trapezoid nucleus. They terminate in the nucleus of the trapezoid body in diffuse arborizations and peculiar end plaques or acoustic calluses of yellowish colour which fuse with the cell bodies. Its cells are round and of medium size. Their axons pass into the trapezoid body, cross the median line, and probably join the lateral fillet. The lateral preolivary or semilunar nucleus lies ventral to the superior olivary nucleus. In it, end terminals and collaterals of the trapezoid body and probably fibres of the opposite cochlear nucleus. Its axons mingle with the trapezoid body and join the lateral fillet. The mesial preolivary nucleus is in contact with the ventral side of the nucleus of the trapezoid body. It receives many collaterals from the trapezoid body. Its cells are smaller than those of the trapezoid nucleus. Their axons join the lateral fillet. The lateral lemniscus, lateral fillet. The continuation upward of the central path of hearing consists of fibres which come from the cochlear nuclei of the same and opposite side by way of the trapezoid body and from the preolivary nuclei. It lies in the ventral or ventral-lateral part of the reticular formation of the pons, at first ventral, then lateral to the median fillet. Above the pons, these ascending fibres come to the surface at the side of the reticular formation in the trigonum lemnisci, and are covered by a layer of ependyma. This part of the lateral lemniscus is known as the fillet of rail. On reaching the level of the inferior colliculus, the dorsal fibres which overlie the superior peduncle decussate in the vellum medullare anterius with similar fibres of the opposite side. Numerous small masses of cells are scattered along the path of the lateral lemniscus above the superior olivary nucleus and constitute lower and upper nuclei of the lateral lemniscus. They are supplied with many collaterals and possibly terminals from the fibres of the lemniscus. The axons of the lower nucleus of the lateral lemniscus, which arise from the larger stellate or spindle-shaped cells, with long, smooth, much-branched dendrites, are said by some authors to join the lateral lemniscus. But according to Cajal, they pass medially toward the raphe. Their termination is unknown. The cells of the upper nucleus of the lateral lemniscus are more scattered. The same uncertainty exists in regard to their termination. 
the fibres of the lateral lemniscus end by terminals or collaterals in the inferior colliculus and the medial geniculate body. A few of the fibres are said to pass by the inferior colliculus to terminate in the middle portion of the stratum griseum of the superior colliculus, and are probably concerned with reflex movements of the eyes depending on acoustic stimuli. The inferior colliculi, lower or posterior quadrigeminal bodies, are important auditory reflex centres. Each consists of a compact nucleus of grey matter covered by a superficial white layer and separated from the central grey matter about by the aqueduct by a thin, deep white layer. Many of the axons which appear in the superficial white layer ascend through the inferior brachium to the medial geniculate body. Others, mainly from large cells in the dorsomesial part of the nucleus, pass through the deep white layer into the tegmentum of the same and the opposite side and descend. Their termination is unknown, but they probably constitute an auditory reflex path to the lower motor centres, perhaps descending into the spinal cord with a tectospinal fasciculus. Other axons are said to descend in the lateral lemniscus to the various nuclei in the auditory path, held, and probably to motor nuclei of the medulla and spinal cord. The medial geniculate body receives terminals and collaterals from the lateral lemniscus, the central auditory path and also large numbers of axons from the inferior colliculus of the same side, and a few from the opposite side. It is thus a station in the central auditory path. A large proportion of its axons pass forward beneath the optic tract to join the corona radiata, and then sweep backward and lateralward as the auditory radiation to terminate in the cortex of the superior temporal gyrus. V. Monaco holds that Golgi cells type 2 are interpolated between the terminations of the incoming fibres to the medial geniculate body, and the cells located there which give rise to the fibres of the auditory radiation. The medial geniculate bodies are united by the long, slender commissure of Gooden. These fibres join the optic tract as it passes over the edge of the medial geniculate and passes through the posterior part of the optic chiasma. It is probably a commissure connected with the auditory system. The vestibular nerve, vestibular root, eighth cranial, arise from the bipolar cells in the vestibular ganglion, scarpa's ganglion. The peripheral fibres end in the semicircular canals, the saccule and the utricle, the end organs concerned with the mechanism for the maintenance of bodily equilibrium. The central fibres enter the medulla oblongata and pass between the inferior peduncle and the spinal tract of the trigeminal. They bifurcate into ascending and descending branches, as do the dorsal root fibres of all the spinal nerves and all afferent cranial nerves. The descending branches terminate in the dorsal, medial, vestibular nucleus, the principal nucleus of the vestibular nerve. This nucleus is prolonged downward into a descending portion in which end terminals and collaterals of the descending branch. The ascending branches pass to Dieter's nucleus, to Bechterer's nucleus, and through the inferior peduncle of the cerebellum to the nucleus tecti of the opposite side. The dorsal vestibular nucleus, medial or principal nucleus, is a large mass of small cells in the floor of the fourth ventricle under the area acoustica, located partly in the medulla and partly in the pons. The stria medullaris cross the upper part of it. It is separated from the median plane by the nucleus intercalatus. Its axons pass into the posterior longitudinal bundle of the same and the opposite side, and ascend to terminate in the nucleus abducens of the same side, and in the trochlear nucleus and the oculomotor nucleus of the opposite side, and to the motor nuclei of the trigeminal on both sides.
The descending portion, the nucleus of the descending tract, extends downward as far as the upper end of the nucleus gracilis, and the decussation of the medial lemniscus. It is sometimes called the inferior vestibular nucleus. Many of its axons cross the midline, and probably ascend with the medial lemniscus to the ventrolateral region of the thalamus. The lateral vestibular nucleus, Dieter's nucleus, is the continuation upward and lateralward of the principal nucleus, and in it terminate many of the ascending branches of the vestibular nerve. It consists of very large multipolar cells whose axons form an important part of the posterior longitudinal bundle of the same and the opposite side. The axons bifurcate as they enter the posterior longitudinal bundle. The ascending branches send terminals and collaterals to the motor nuclei of the abducens, trochlea and oculomotor nerves, and are concerned in coordinating the movements of the eyes with alterations in the position of the head. The descending branches pass down in the posterior longitudinal bundle into the anterior funiculus of the spinal cord as the vestibular spinal fasciculus, anterior marginal bundle and are distributed to motor nuclei of the anterior column by terminals and collaterals. Other fibers are said to pass directly to the vestibular spinal fasciculus without passing into the posterior longitudinal bundle. The fibers which pass into the vestibular spinal fasciculus are intimately concerned with equilibratory reflexes. Other axons from Dieter's nucleus are supposed to cross and descend in the opposite medial lemniscus to the ventrolateral nuclei of the thalamus. Still other fibers pass into the cerebellum with the inferior peduncle and are distributed to this cortex of the vermis and the roof nuclei of the cerebellum. According to Cajal, they merely pass through the nucleus fastigii on their way to the cortex of the vermis and the hemisphere. The superior vestibular nucleus, Bechtel's nucleus, is the dorsolateral part of the vestibular nucleus and receives collaterals and terminals from the ascending branches of the vestibular nerve. Its axons terminate in much the same manner as do those from the lateral nucleus. The facial nerve, seventh cranial, consists of somatic sensory, sympathetic afferent, taste, somatic motor, and sympathetic efferent fibers. The afferent or sensory fibers arise from cells in the geniculate ganglion. This portion of the nerve is often described as the nervous intermedius. 1. The somatic sensory fibers are few in number and convey sensory impulses from the middle ear region. Their existence has not been fully confirmed. Their central termination is likewise uncertain. It is possible that they join in the spinal tract of the trigeminal, as do the somatic sensory fibers of the vagus and glossopharyngeal. 2. The sympathetic afferent fibers are likewise few in number and of unknown termination. 3. Taste fibers convey impulses from the anterior two-thirds of the tongue via the corda tympani. They are supposed to join the tractus solitarius and terminate in its nucleus. The central connections of this nucleus have already been considered. 4. Somatic motor fibers, supplying the muscles derived from the hyoid arch, arise from the large multipolar cells of the nucleus of the facial nerve. This nucleus is serially homologous with the nucleus ambiguous and lateral part of the anterior column of the spinal cord. Voluntary impulses from the cerebral cortex are conveyed by terminals and collaterals of the pyramidal tract of the opposite side, indirectly, that is, with the interpolation of a connecting neuron to the facial nucleus. This nucleus undoubtedly receives many reflex fibers from the various sources, i.e. from the superior colliculus via the ventral longitudinal bundle, 
protector spinal fasciculus, for optic reflexes, from the inferior colliculus via the auditory reflex path, and indirectly from the terminal sensory nuclei of the brainstem. Through the posterior longitudinal bundle it is intimately connected with other motor nuclei of the brainstem. 5. Sympathetic efferent fibres, preganglionic fibres, arise according to some authors from the small cells of the facial nucleus, or according to others from a special nucleus of cells scattered in the reticular formation, dorsomedial to the facial nucleus. This is sometimes called the superior salivatory nucleus. These preganglionic fibres are distributed partly via the corda tympani and lingual nerves to the submaxillary ganglion, thence by postganglionic vasodilator fibres to the submaxillary and sublingual glands. Some of the preganglionic fibres pass to the sphenopalatine ganglion via the great superficial petrosal nerve. The abducens nerve, sixth cranial contains somatic motor fibres only, which supply the lateral rectus muscle of the eye. The fibres arise from the nucleus of the abducens nerve, and pass ventrally through the formatio reticularis of the pons, to emerge in the transverse groove between the caudal edge of the pons and the pyramid. The nucleus is serially homologous with the nuclei of the trochlea and oculomotor above, and with the hypoglossal and medial part of the anterior column of the spinal cord below. It is situated close to the floor of the fourth ventricle, just above the level of the stria medullaris. Voluntary impulses from the cerebral cortex are conducted by the pyramidal tract fibres, corticopontine fibres. These fibres probably terminate in relation with association neurons which control the coordinated action of all the eye muscles. This association and coordination mechanism is interposed between the terminals and collaterals of the voluntary fibres, and the neurons within the nuclei of origin of the motor fibres to the eye muscles. The fibres of the posterior longitudinal bundle are supposed to play an important role in the coordination of the movements of the eyeball. Whether it is concerned only with coordinations between the vestibular apparatus and the eye, or with more extensive coordinations, is unknown. Many fibres of the posterior longitudinal bundle have their origin in the terminal nuclei of the vestibular nerve, and from the posterior longitudinal bundle, many collaterals and terminals are given off to the abducens nucleus, as well as to the trochlear and oculomotor nuclei. The abducens nucleus probably receives collaterals and terminals from the ventral longitudinal bundle, tectospinal fasciculus, fibres which have their origin in the superior colliculus, the primary visual centre, and are concerned with visual reflexes. Others probably come from the reflex auditory centre in the inferior colliculus and from other sensory nuclei of the brain stem. End of part 20